Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bald Move Television, where the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And tonight, we are going to continue to be talking about Harlots. Uh, this was episode 305. What did you think of this episode, Cecily? Well, I think I've got my accent really nailed down. <laughs> All right, I lost it at the end there. Yeah, it drifted into chim chimney sweep. <laughs> Chim chim chimney cheats. Chim chim chimmer. Uh, but I, I've really, I've really worked out that all of the T's become F's. So I'm making some progress. There you go. You back crack the harlot code. What, what what kind of progress are you making? I'm not making any progress on my accent. But I know that the the Finchers are making progress and not being alive anymore, and that's great. Pinchers, not uh, Finchers. Yeah, I uh, too many Fs. <laughs> I this I felt like this was kind of a bummer of an episode. Like, I feel like everything post Charlotte for a while is going to be a, yeah. A it's very dark and depressing, and like the like one of the highlights of the episode is two men commiserating on how miserable Marlet Margaret Marlet Margaret Wells makes them. Like I thought I've been talking up this redemption for Quigley, and turns out I like that. Huh? I, I thought I've been waiting for this interaction for a while now of like William and, and North or I mean uh Young meeting in the streets. Yeah. And I thought that was great. You no, know, it was a great great interaction. Like, that's what I said. It's one the lo- oh, the lone go ask her, shall we? And, yeah. Oh man, that's that's that was intense. Yeah, it was them emotionally the, very heightened tension. Them having the drinks together and the whole what was North's uh, comment about the wits, uh women have to live on their wits and the wits usually went out. Um, but yeah, there was just a, you know, and, and Isaac gets killed at the end. Nancy's going to be obviously found guilty for it. She tried to get out of town and Margaret's looped her in one more time. Um, you know, how, how I guess was true blue for Emily Lacey. And that's the other thing is like, I thought Emily Lacey was getting some just desserts and then she, didn't and then this how things happening i i don't know how to feel right emily in the very beginning of this episode she overheard them plotting against her but she's still she took uh, maybe she took steps to try to get out of it but not really you know as a clever girl she is she knew where she needed to go and she went to all the wrong places as if she were sort of affirming that in her own mind and she she ended up back where she started I don't know if that sounds like victim blaming, but I feel like she knew she and Hal kind of knew the kind of game they were playing with each other. If that makes sense. So, what game is? Do you think Hal actually loves Emily Lacey? I think they're both opportunists. So that doesn't maybe, preclude love. No, but if love or if their companionship is the most opportunistic choice for the rest of their lives then they'll be together forever and that's love yeah i don't know i, don't know. I, I that's the thing i i guess like how also loved isaac and isaac is worse in every single way than emily lacy as a person it seems Absolutely. to me yeah um, I don't even know if he he says he he bought this land to please her, but who even knows that that's true at all? This I wonder, guy's just got a charming smile and an incredible overcoat. What do you think of them showing that they died in the same pose? Like you know, even she had her hand curled around an invisible gun mm. p- uh, pistol. 
Yeah, they're trying really hard to sell me on this. In, Charlotte and Isaac an invisible uh, romance. Gun pistol and I is what never I said. bought it when they were alive. I don't buy it while they're dead. <laughs> Pooling blood in the same way. It's uh, nah. She she died nope. holding an invisible muff pistol. I and she'll treasure it I, in her muff. She was. I, it was right there. How did I miss it? Uh, <laughs> it, it seems like they wanted us. So that's kind of hokey, but it seems like they wanted us to notice that he had some paperwork in his pockets. Um, I assumed that, that he was going to just kill Emily Lacey. I really did. Um, I don't know what bead the show thinks I have on Isaac, mm-hmm. but I absolutely believe Isaac was going to murder her. It seems like maybe he was actually going to give her a good sum of money. And I wonder if, like, I don't know how banknotes work back there, but is there going to be some kind of, like, pay to the order of Emily Lacey? Is it going to be, is Nancy going to have to hang for Emily Lacey? And if so, how many tables did we flip? I do not know. I don't why, know. Why do we got to drive? Why do we got to drive Nancy out of the show? I because there are some eldritch horrors that she has to go and fight. This as show a is a bloodborne character that she is. This show is turning in probably. Yeah, because yeah, the <laughs> hunters don't die. They just she doesn't carry around a the... broom for nothing. A wooden bundle of sticks for nothing. Mm-hmm. It's to fight monsters. This and show is turning in a bit to Game of Thrones because this is like the third major character death in five episodes. That's a pretty good clip. You're not actually supposing that Isaac is a major character. Yes, of course. He's a major asshole. <laughs> <laughs> would you, when Lord Fallon got killed in the first, was that first or second season? That's second season, right? Yeah. yeah. Would you say that's the death of a major character? No. Oh, come on. No, I wouldn't. Is King Joffrey a major character in Game of Thrones? Well, yes. Okay, well there you I go. I think he's a. I think he's a, like a titled character that has POV that has like POV scenes. Uh huh. Lord Fallon doesn't have those. We have Lucy scenes with him. Isaac absolutely has POV scenes. Do, does he? Yes, he's a major character. Come I on. Mean- all right, I don't think this argument's interesting. All right, we'll set up. We'll set up a, a poll. If, if I was if I was slightly less lazy than I was than I am, I would set up a poll and okay. we'd, we'd settle this over old fashioned podcast well, polery. We'll never know how wrong you are because <laughs> I'm that lazy. Uh, <laughs> I'll just know in my heart. <laughs> what <laughs> What do you think about? Um, oh, was it? Uh, uh, oh, Fredo's mom. Fredo's mom. Fredo's dad. Fredo's dad. What do you think about that? I don't think it's Fredo's dad. I don't think it's Fredo's dad. Okay. I think it's Fredo. I think it's Fredo's mom's ex-husband through scammery. It's, okay. I, I, this guy had. This guy makes the classic mistake is that he thought a sham marriage was real. Oh uh, yeah, it's fine. It's it's all good fun for everyone to engage in sham marriages, but don't be the person that thinks the sham marriage is real. No, that's I mean, how you end up ten years in debtor's prison, dude. Right? Yeah. When you are the oil that is providing the 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 sustenance for the gaslight. Yeah. You can't blame the gaslight. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, if you're in a sham marriage and, a you're, oh, yeah. and, and your wife says, I want you to loan me a thousand pounds, you just laugh at her face. That's how you deal with the sham marriage. Yep. You don't be like, okay, wife, and you fork it over. That's how you end up in debtor's prison, you dumb, you dumb, dumb. That's how you become an Australian. And now you're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to get thrown in the Thames River with your throat slit by one William North here in about two yep. episodes. If yep. you don't, if you don't straighten up and fly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what oh I do like the fact that William North is now going to be the Molly Boy bully. The Molly bully. The Mo- Molly, Molly bully. bully. 
yes, Elizabeth Harvey, I think that she could definitely, and Lucy could definitely use William's services here. Mm-hmm. The Molly Bully. Oh. See, now it's all coming together. <laughs> the Molly Bully. Um, there's a lot of fine shopping gentlemen in that house that I think can take care of themselves, but that guy is an imposing figure. No, he's a he's a handful. No, for sure. So I still got my money on William North because he's a name. He is a name <laughs> character. Absolutely, he's he's a scary dude. He can he backs he can pick up Isaac with one hand and he can back this guy against a wall. Yeah. And yeah, it's the way he said, you're going to be sleeping in the tins. Uh, the tins. So, so cool. So cool. He's very cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, it really warms my heart to see him looking after his daughters or daughter now. I have a question, Kate. No, um, my name's Cecily. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind that Kate uh, is still on Quigley's side because Quigley has shown a lot of actual personal love and attention to her, and she now is confronted with a couple of witness testimonies that might be, you know, bias. Former business associates present, but it's the it's the drug girl in the bed. I, I, I'm even saying that I don't expect Kate to turn on her right away, but I feel like that she might have asked more questions than how can you be a part of this or maybe actually get a an actual answer out of her. But like, I, I, I guess the whole idea was Kate was innocent and she thinks that she's not a bad person, but she's doing bad person things. I, I, I just wish I was, she asked a little bit more questions. Um, so I agree. I think there is a certain... A shroud of naivety that you want to take on when it's someone who has changed your life in that kind of way uh-huh. from worse to slightly less worse. But also before the end of the episode, Kate helps nurse and Pettifer back to consciousness yeah. and understands that maybe that's just the way of the world. You know, if you are going to be a woman, a sex worker in this era, if you get pregnant, then you'll be tossed aside once you give birth to a boy. And if you give birth to a girl, then maybe worse. Yeah, I mean. I mean, she was alive at the end. When we first saw her, I was certain she was dead and I didn't know it was Ann Pettifer. I'm surprised Ann Pettifer had that circumspective view of Lady or of Miss Quigley, you know. Like she comes to and like you know weeps openly at the sight of her and's like, well, them's the hard knocks life, you know. I had a, I, I was a kept lady for Marcus, and then he knocked me up, and then he knocked me out. And... I think that's exactly how it goes. But isn't I Kate a little bit Kate... more horrified about that? I, I yeah, I guess it. She's been through a lot. Yeah, you're probably. I mean, right. she's very you know new to all of this, but she's also gotten a very crash course. Um, but you know what when she confronted quickly about it it wasn't like oh this isn't what you think it is it's more of like oh i did this for you it, it was just an odd defense of it um right i mean you, yeah you can absolutely still see how she's that naive child but also is just gotten to learn too much too soon and those two things don't exactly make like a world weary wise woman hmm and Pettifer, on the other hand, yeah, should have known better, I guess. Uh, Don't you think? Mm. Like, Anne Pettifer was trying to climb the ladder from the beginning and was really awful to the people around her when she was in the Golden Square house. Uh-huh. And then you see her in this season um, pregnant by the Marquess 
And it seems like things are going swimmingly until he shows these signs of aggression, which seems surprising to her. Mm -hmm. And then this happens. Hmm. I don't know. I don't want that to sound like victim blaming because that's exactly what I did. (laughs) (laughs) But it seems like Anne Pettifer kind of grew up in that school of hard knocks. And I think it's fair to say she's making the best decisions with the information she had at the time and the skill life. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's, you know, not exactly victim blaming. That's just like breaking that. That's, that's providing color commentary on, on, on the what's, what's, what she's, what's, what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, just glad she's not dead is all. Yeah. Do you feel like that this show has a problem writing, romantic relationships because i feel like there's been a lot of things where i'm just i don't buy i did i I, like a lot of this with the croft and um uh uh fredo i i'm having a hard time grappling with i don't i'm not buying like emily lacy and and how it's like this the the only relationships I really buy are like William and uh, Margaret, and like Margaret and Nancy for that matter, and Margaret and this uh, new Mister Young kind of guy. But like, I, it's it's maybe that's just a problem of the trade. It's like when you've got these people who you know sell love and are very damaged and kind of have a cockeyed view of relationships. Maybe that's the problem I'm having. But like a lot of these, this, go, going back to even Charlotte and Isaac. Like, none of this stuff really felt real to me. Right. I didn't think that. I don't. I didn't think that during the first and second seasons, but I can definitely feel it this season. And, like, Angela with her husband, the Sheer Khan guy. Uh, Harvey? Har- is Harvey? Elizabeth Harvey. Elizabeth Harvey. <laughs> Harriet Harvey. Shmangela? Shmangela. <laughs> I... <laughs> now, okay. Now you got me. Now you're going to send me down a Rick and Morty path. I got too much of that in my life now. Um, Elizabeth Harvey and uh, yeah, Shere Khan, the the Silk Khan That's rugs. his name, right? Yeah. I, yep. Um, I what does he see in her? Like I, the, usually they've sold like some kind of special fascination or attraction that these Johns have with the uh, uh, the women that the that they love, but this I just don't understand because she seems like she treats him pretty badly and in a trans like this is a a, a crazy transparent way. For her to take advantage of him, and he's just walking into it with his eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how she likes him. <sighs> yeah, again, sham marriages, dude. You're in, you're you're all excited about her getting in a sham marriage with you. I don't know. You did it willingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> no, I had I I paid ex. You I, bought the cow. I I paid. Well, you ex- got the milk for free. <laughs> I paid the extra ten dollars for the to do state of Ohio to get the anti sham certificate. <laughs> <laughs> they have the two stock. They have, the, the, they have a whole stack of pink ones that look like Monopoly money. The Monopoly money version. <laughs> it says sham marriage right at the top. And I said, no, no, no. Here's the extra 10. And you got the blue Monopoly money version? I, I, I got the, yeah, I got the straight up. I got the oh, park place. Well. I got the park place of marriage certificates. Before we move on to our final points, I want to talk about our sponsor for today's podcast, Away Luggage. Away knows that everyone has a different travel style. That's why they make their carry-on in an array of colors, two different sizes, and two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate and anodized aluminum. Their carry-on boasts a lightweight and durable shell, built-in compression pad that helps you pack more in, a TSA-approved combination lock keeping your belongings safe, an optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged, a removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from clean clothes. I have a confession. I've owned these this luggage for over a year. 
and I've been talking about this laundry bag, and I thought they meant the mesh side of the compression board, and I was I was like, huh, hmm. you know, that's that's I, I wouldn't define that as a bag, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I noticed this little pouch like nestled between the wheel wells of the luggage, and out exploded a full size detachable laundry bag. Yeah, inside the lining, it's. Super compact. This information was carefully concealed in the very brief and informative owner's manual that came with it, and I just just blithely uh, just like oh yeah, yeah laundry bag. Now now I got a full size <laughs> removable laundry bag. Uh, best yet, you get a hundred day trial. Let you lets you try the away product on the road, which is where it really shines, and it includes a limited lifetime warranty, meaning they'll fix or replace your bag if it ever gets damaged. And if you don't, I can pack easily, easy a week. Uh, in the carry-on, but if it doesn't give you enough space, guess what? They make the very cleverly named bigger carry-on, what? which increases internal capacity from 48 liters to 40, or I'm sorry, from 40 liters to 48. Cecily, you got to recently try mm-hmm. your very own away luggage. What did you think? I loved all of the things you mentioned. Uh-huh. Because you mentioned all the things I love. I also love the wheels. The wheels were super were super interesting because they spin in all different directions. So I was just like, here, I was there. I was zooming all over the place. And it's it's super stressful trying to get on a plane or trying to board or try to get on to the walking floor that you, you walk really fast on. You don't just stand there. Yeah. You fool. Don't just stand there. Yeah, the conveyor belt, the Jetson, <laughs> the Jetson pads. That that was super helpful because it's it's you need to be moving fast you gotta be zipping around you're in the airport so with that said on your next getaway remember that getting away means getting more out of every trip to come and for twenty dollars off a suitcase you can visit awaytravel.com slash bald move bald move and use promo code bald move during checkout one more time for twenty dollars off a suitcase visit awaytravel.com slash bald move use product code bald move during checkout Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is the nighttime capers that are Margaret Wells, Nancy, and Emily Lacey. The only thing that could make this trio better would be to make it a quartet and add Cherry in there because that's just a great... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just... I I mean, I would read and watch that story forever. And they're all either wearing cloaks and or Bloodborne outfits. Yeah. uh, I think we'd call it the hand murderer's tale. (laughs) (laughs) It's they're, a prequel to Handmaids. They're they're up to some mischief, and I love it because as long as Isaac's the only one getting hurt, then nobody's really getting hurt, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about next episode? How can they do worse or better than this? Do we go into level three of Bloodborne? <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I because they're going through this tragedy where William North is about to successfully purchase a post death. Uh, what what do you call that? Pardon for Margaret Wells. Uh, yeah, and she's about to. I, like what's going to be really funny is when she does that, and then she immediately takes the murder rap for for Nancy. She's like, I can't let, I can't let my girl. Sw- no, see, I can't. I don't got it. I can't let my girl swing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I try. Yeah, say for Kitty Carter, and then for Kitty really- Carter. There you go. You're really I can't. Getting- I, 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 I can only. It's for Kitty Carter. I can't do it. All right, but I. 
It seems like they're trying. They're going to set up this kind of pyrrhic victory to where he goes and does this amazing thing, and and I also I increasingly worry about Lady Fitz's tattered remains of whatever privilege or prestige she's got. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe she's pushed through, and now she's like infamous or notorious. Like she's doesn't give a fuck, and no one she's can touch her. To like Doctor Manhattan levels of. Uh, English pr- or nobility privilege. I mean, and, and also like something about she's just untouchable. So, something with uh, like the Marcus of Blaine. Ha- he he hasn't got the memo that they hate each other. I feel like that he's kind of being helpful towards her. Like I, I... or he came back like he was. He wasn't ever affected by having to leave, which seemed to be her decision for him to leave. Uh, no, and there that. was never any like butting hmm. of heads again when he returned. I don't know. I mean, she's swallowing a lot of shit, but like, uh, there's a couple other things. Like, she exchanged a favor with another guy to help out Margaret, but the favor she exchanged it for was to pour pour oil on troubled waters. And what she did is she don't poured have to use euphemisms. <laughs> <laughs> she poured napalm on those troubled waters and lit a match. Yeah. Like she. Yeah blew up his spot entirely so is he going to want revenge against her i the things that keep coming back is that her brother is this very powerful aristocrat and you know if he's not interested in tormenting him and him her (laughs) tormenting her himself he's not gonna like let anyone else do it so maybe maybe she is invincible now but i keep every time i see her taking her personal prestige and using it to help these women i think oh that's like you're drawing from a well that's eventually going to exhaust and a margaret well a mark yes yes <laughs> and they were like i what did you think about lady quigley's statement that margaret well is a user and she's like you know going to bleed you dry i mean i don't think she intends to do it no, but she I, I that's a apt characterization. Like she wants she's going like to live she and she wants her she... daughters to live. So if you are the one providing that, she will happily take it. And, and... controversial opinion, if she had never come back from America, then both of her daughters would be like happy, healthy and alive. I keep right coming now. back to that too. Like every fucking time she goes off half cocked to help things, it just makes it worse. Like Like shit went off the rails, but if she hadn't <sighs> have been there, then it would not have been as devastating as it is right now i mean i just didn't expect the show to be such a greek tragedy because that's what it's feeling yeah. like that she's got this fatal yeah. flaw and it's going to haunt her and take everything from her and right. that's a real bummer right like, can, mean, it, can it stop with charlotte don't throw nancy on that goddamn pyre i mean or okay to be fair or if we're gonna go down this route if she had never left if she had never been killed quote unquote then none of this would have happened either but we don't know what it lives they could have led to if she had stick stuck around yeah because things weren't great in that world either yeah that's the thing it's like william always seems like he's the the voice of reason he's right because he's always counseling don't do anything but like lady quigley would have just steamrolled them there was no appeasing her so sometimes i feel like she's got to fight the fights that she fights but I don't know if this is one of them. And I also don't... There's been so much talk about Lucy's safety and Lucy's putting her neck in a noose and all that kind of... like. Oh, Lucy. I, I'm starting to think, is this going to be an ultimate bummer? Like, she loses both her daughters and both husbands? Oh, shit. Yeah, that... That's a great suggestion. I think because, that's like, exactly and, and that's also, go. like, I could see that being, like, a thesis of the show. It's like... 
yeah, you want these women to win, but that's not the world they lived in, and it's shitty, and, you know, like, that, that you know, it's kind of like, yeah, Handmaid's Tale, Hand Murder's Tale. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's uh, where we're going. I don't know, man, I, oof, mm. oof. Okay. Oh, I, that, that's, and there's Ooh. like the, the odds of this the season like turning into a fun direction seem very like each each week that goes by and there's another body drop that's like less and less likely it's going more towards the wire has it ever been fun i don't know and then what do you think I've, <laughs> I've seen some 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 people emailed to like point out that they think they're leading towards like a jack or the ripper type plot line which no. like good lord that would really no, kick things that's into... too much just straight up horror yeah it might unite all of the fractious parties together though like if there was someone preying on 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 harlots you heard it here first folks yeah it's like Aaron when gi joe and cobra fight together on jack the ripper <laughs> no i'm hard i'm so hard everybody should stop what they're doing you heard it here first folks aaron <laughs> hubbard is hard thinking about jack the ripper okay okay i see what you're doing here <laughs> Uh, what uh, that's, else? That's all I've got. What else do you about. want to drag my good name through the mud, mud for? I don't need to drag your name at all, uh. sir. You've done it yourself. Did we just find out that Mister? What's the um, uh, Fredo's? No, Fredo? Fre- Fredo's boyfriend. Fredo's male Croft. gentleman, Croft. He did. Did we know that he worked in the Justice Department? Does he work in the Justice Department? Or is he bledsome? I don't know. He's some kind of high official, but I honestly can't tell like a lawyer from a judge from just a dude in tight, fancy pants. So, but he's, he's something and he's pledging to bring Blaine down. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's the other like thing that's going on. There's a, there's a credit, like someone's going to make there's a credit. treachery afoot. Yeah. I don't know. He's, uh, he's, he's brought up on account of defrauding the Prince of a uh, harlot. <laughs> selling a harlot uh when she's just a milkmaid i don't know what's this you could easily be brought <laughs> up know. on those charges yeah, yeah easily that sounds legitimate i'm 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 rooting to bring him down yeah yeah i mean whatever we can invent he's guilty of something look yeah. at him look, <laughs> yeah, at, look him. at him his pants are too fancy and he's, he's his wig is too short lazy as father but bring him up on parental laziness he just like your baby cries and you just kick its crib that's no way to raise a child. Oh, a is hot that, court. Am I not supposed to do that? What? <laughs> Kick a baby's crib. Well, it's fine if it's a house cat. All right. Well, that's all that I've got this week. I don't know if you have anything else. I'm all harlessed out. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to join your fellow fans in Club Bald Move, you can go to the forums at baldmove.com or if you are watching the show along with us and have any feedback, then you can send that to you. TV at baldmove.com. Uh, Aaron, do you have anything else before mm. we get out of here? Nope. All right. Well, stay filthy. <laughs> I imagine that being delivered like cherry. I'm going to work on this accent. And I'll get back to you guys next week. My Mine's busted. It's, it's irreparable. <laughs> irreparable. See, see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.